Welcome to the God-Centered Recovery Podcast brought to you by Narrowgate Ministries. This podcast is dedicated to giving you a God-centered approach to recovery and to life. Follow along. Let's get started. Welcome, men. Welcome back to the God-Centered Men's Recovery Podcast. I am your host, Tim Holloway, and I am glad to be back at you again. Happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Uh, If you're new here, um, this is a podcast for Christian men inside of recovery to live an awesome spirit-filled life. So if that is you, then welcome. I am going to talk about a topic that um, that uh, came up recently inside of our GCR groups. And um, just to give you a little bit of background of where we're at, um, we thoroughly believe in holistic living. And um, as the frame of that is our family, faith, fitness, and finance, and we have these four areas of our life uh, that all must be um, constructed and built up all at the same time. And so we see the the problem with uh, focusing on one area at the expense of the other. And that is, is if you spent all your time and your attention uh, inside of your career and inside of your business and pursuing money and material gain and stuff, that the other areas of your life are going to suffer uh, in a great fashion. And so the only solution to that problem is to seek uh, to live holistically, and that is to build all areas of our life up at the same time. Um what we call that is a four-dimensional, and that is no longer being one-dimensional or two-dimensional, three-dimensional, or whatever it is, that we are going to uh, specifically focus on every single area of our life without the detriment of another area. Uh, what has taken place in society today is a, is, is a man that uh, is really, really good at one area of his life. For example, a man may be really good at spirituality and go 100% all in with that and, uh, you know, end up forsaking his health and have a lot of health problems and, uh, and family and relationships begin to suffer and or, or business uh, and, and financial uh, begins to go in ruin and stuff like that. So no matter which way you slice it or you cut it, um, holistic living is the way to go. So I said all that to say this is that we're in, um, we are in kind of like step two of the holistic living process. Uh, we talked about a family and that is making a deposit inside of your wife, inside of your children, uh, making that investment. Uh, when you think about that, think about the mindset of, uh, of knowing your, your um, loved one's love language and beginning to meet that need in a positive fashion. Um, really, really uh, powerful stuff to begin to do on a, on a daily basis. Uh, the next one is faith. <coughs> and the first category we talked about was um, making a deposits and investments inside of yourself. And that is looking at your your inner being as a, a spiritual muscle that needs to be flexed and a living being that needs to be fed. And that being said, that the, we need to take the initiative and to begin to feed, to feed ourselves, uh, begin to eat. And we do this by uh, consuming positive content, uh, watching inspirational videos, uh, feeding our soul, um, meditation and prayer and uh, church attendance and 
all of these different things that begin to feed our inner man. So now we are talking about, um, so we talked about building our faith. And now we're going to talk about building a faith of another person. And that is our brothers and sisters in Christ. This message that I'm going to talk to you uh, today is specifically about uh, reaching out in brotherhood um, to like-minded individuals who are on the same path you are and begin to do make positive investments inside of their life. So Jesus said this. He said, love one another. And uh, this is the word uh, that uh, comes from agape, but it's agapeo, and it's in uh, uh, Greek there. But it means to, um, it, it is a verb. It is a verb. And it is a call to action. It is a call to action. Um, it is different from the different uh, words that he could have used Um if you're familiar with the Greek language and the different uh, uh, definitions of love, um, using agapeo there, it was very significant because he wasn't saying um, he wasn't saying like a fond friendship. He wasn't saying like a phileo or or, or eros, uh, uh, a passionate uh, feeling. He wasn't saying any of those things, but he said agapeo, okay? And this is a, 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 a verb kind of love that looks to um, behaviors and actions. It's not a feeling. Um, this is the quality, uh, uh, quality of love that's motivated uh, by behavior and by action. And that being said, that um, he's calling us to a quality of love that uh, that doesn't have uh, feelings uh, mixed within it. And what that means is, you know, we have different feelings about different things, especially um, in today's day and age where it's bringing out a lot of uh, stuff inside of us as far as political and race and different stuff like that. And we have, you know, all these different feelings and all these different emotions, uh, depending on what side of the aisle you stand as far as liberalism or conservatism or or anything like that, there is going to be um, heated debates and opinions uh, based upon that. But the love that we have for one another goes beyond feelings. And that is that there may be at times <clears throat> we don't feel like uh, loving people. We don't feel like investing in people. We don't feel like doing this, that, or, or the other thing. And this kind of love surpasses that. That I may not like, you know, everything that you stand for. Uh, but if you have uh, um, committed to the same road, the same cause, the same, the same Christ, and we can lock arm, arm in arm, right? Though we may have disagreements. So... That being said, there there's multiple you know uh, scenarios involved in this, but many people think I want to bash this first. That many people think love is remaining silent and being a doormat, and that is that we can't um, tell people our opinion uh, because it might be viewed as offensive, and that love is just uh, being wishy washy and not saying anything. Or having a idea and having a, an opinion, 
and not speaking up and uh, thinking that uh, you're being loving. Well, we we got to understand this first of all that that love is not um, some wishy washy thing of hiding your authentic true self. First of all, and the most important thing you can do is to begin to love yourself and to and, and and to love God is to begin to express who you are in a free fashion. Okay, and that is a vulnerability about your opinions and being open and honest about what you believe. That is really really important. But inside all of that is a, 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 a belief or a desire for the well-being of another. See, agapeo speaks of a love that is awakened by the sense of value inside the object. And so that being said is that this, this kind of love springs from um, seeing the, the value, seeing the worth that is inside the person. And we, 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 we have a problem with that in, in today's society. Uh, we have a problem first, first with our own value and our own worth and believing that we matter. And we go out into the world and seek validation from everybody else and, 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 and desiring people to, to validate us, to approve us and tell us, you know, that we matter. Not understanding that, that we need to get into the words of the Father that says, you are the light of the world and you are the salt of the earth and that you matter and that you are loved. The quicker that you believe that is the quicker you stop seeking validation from other people. You see, I don't need other people to tell me that I matter. I don't need other people, right? You So the spoken word of our Father in heaven saying who we are is where our, our identity comes from. And it doesn't come from other people's opinions of, of whether our lives matter or not. That's really important. So the quality of love. <clears throat> when I think about this, I think about doing what is right uh, for somebody, um, even uh, if it might involve negative feelings, doing what is right, doing what is best for someone. So the, the secret of this kind of love is not what I can get out of the relationship, but rather what I can give. And this is a mindset shift. Um, this is something that shifts that we come into uh, relationships. We come into connections with other people with the idea and teaching, what can I give to that person? And not looking at the relationship and saying, what, I'm, what am I going to take from this relationship? But what am I, what am I going to give? I think one of the presidents uh, said that in um, one of the inspiring speeches. But you know, don't ask what your uh, what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. And so it's coming with the mindset of agapeo and saying, you know what, I'm going to seek another person's best interest, and I'm going to come and I'm going to make deposits into their life. This is one thing that I tried to do inside of um, this podcast. This is not a political podcast. Uh, you won't get, hear me on here uh, saying one po uh, politic is policies are, are better than the other. You might hear my personal struggle with them. Um, but this podcast is to make an investment of love 
inside of your heart and your life uh, so you can begin to manifest it uh, to others. Jesus said this, dear friends, or actually John said this, uh, the Apostle John. He said, dear friends, let us practice loving each other. For love comes from God, and those who are loving and kind show that they are children of God and that they are, are getting to know him better. You see, this, this call to love is really one of the hardest things um, that we are called to do. And, you know, if I were to ask uh, myself an honest reflection and say, you know what, Tim, let's be honest about this. What area in your life do you think you don't measure up to, to God's standard? And I would say that sometimes um, I don't walk in love. Sometimes I, um, I, I say hurtful things. Sometimes I, I pick at people, right, to, to uh, especially in the political thing, to, to engage a certain response and this, that, and the other thing. So it's something that we have to all humbly uh, admit that um, love is the expectation and love is the requirement. Now, that being said, uh, I think it's really important to understand that the the world peace movement um, is probably not highly beneficial. And that is, is for us to have world peace is for everybody to be on the same mind and to save wavelength and all of this and that and the other thing. And, and we have extremisms on e either side. So the one side is saying, you know what, uh, there will be peace when you come to believe what I believe, my extreme. And, uh, and then the other side is saying, you know what, uh, there will be peace when you come to believe what I believe. And for one to win over the other, the other must abandon their core belief systems, and neither one is going to do that. So the ideology of peace on earth is just not a reality, and, and Jesus even said that, that don't think that I've come to send peace on the earth that I've, I haven't come to send peace, but rather division. And that is I'm going to set a person against another person. Why? Because there is a value difference. There are certain core values and, and certain belief systems that you grab a hold of that are, that are incompatible. It's like oil and water. They just don't mix. And so I think it's important to, to understand that, that there will be conflict and there will be division because belief systems don't mix. But does that mean that we have the privilege, or I'm sorry, not the privilege, but does that mean that we have the right to um, be hateful? And, and of course, it's absolutely not. So Jesus said this um, about love, and it was the, the manifestation of discipleship, of proof that you were his, that um, at the end of days when the judgment comes and separate the sheep from the goats and all those different things that, that come about, he says this, you know, come receive your reward, receive eternal life because I was hungry and you gave me meat. And I was thirsty and you gave me drink and I was a stranger and you took me in. 
And what this passage is saying is that they were tangible acts of love. And that is there are daily decisions and daily habits to do something that is loving to another person. That is through encouragement. That is through support. That is through bearing one another's burdens. That is being a listening ear, being encouragement and supportive in another person's life. Does that mean we have the ability to do this for the entire world? The answer is no. In our circle, in our realm of influence, are we making deposits of encouragement and love into somebody else? And I think that is really super, super important. So they fed the hungry and the strangers and all that stuff was a manifestation of love. So the next one, um, you know, inside of this one another mindset is, are we going to build one another up? So the first one was love. Are we going to have the um, the mindset of, of other people matter and that their life has value and that we want the best uh, for them? The second one is to building one another up. Are we going to engage in building our brothers up? You see, the, the reality is, is that we are the only army known for killing our wounded. And that is when, when somebody falls and somebody makes a mistake, we come by with our spear and we just you know shove it in them. And that is that we were very intolerant and critical of people's mistakes. And I think this becomes because of uh, um, pride. And, and, and what we need to do and what we are called to do is to bear one another's burdens and to come, uh, come alongside somebody who, who, who is wounded and uh, help them along the path. So edifying one another. Uh, in the Greek, it means to, to build, it means to architect, it means to edify. And so we're going to talk about uh, these definitions because they are very powerful. Build a structure that is to construct by gradual means into a composite whole. And I want you to understand this, this idea of holistic living and this message that we are that we are propagating and that we're putting out there. Um, just so everybody knows our agenda, <laughs> we do have an agenda, and that agenda is to take um uh, the pieces of our life and get them to function and to work so we can come to a composite whole. That's the agenda for me, for you, for everyone that follows along inside of this movement. So construct it by a gradual means and make it to become whole. The uh, definition of architect there is a person who designs and guides and plans something. And this word edify is a powerful, powerful word. And that is to improve the spiritual, social, intellectual uh, conditions of another. Man, and that's powerful that we come with the mindset of, you know what? I'm going to edify. That is, I'm going to look at my life and say that I am going to circle my daily habits and routines around some form of edification of another person. And that is that I'm going to improve the spiritual life. I'm going to improve the overall holistic life of somebody else. 
The number three thing in this one anothering is um, Galatians uh, 5.13, and that is, for brethren, I have not called you, um, you have been called to liberty. Only uh, don't use that liberty for an occasion of the flesh, but by love serve one another. So the the third thing in this uh, tier of beginning to build the faith of another person is service. And this word comes from, uh, I love this word, it comes from um, waiting on somebody to be a waiter. But the definitions means to furnish supply with something that is needed and desired, to wait on someone, and to answer the needs of somebody. And this idea of service is really, really uh, missing in the world today. Uh, People take on leadership roles and they have no connection to any form of service. But the, the key to successful leadership today is not authority. It's not position. It's not power. It's influence. And the best way to, to have influence is to begin to flesh out what I'm talking about today and begin to love, begin to invest, begin to edify, and begin to build up another person. This is the best way to, to have influence. You see, um, Jesus said this, that he said, you know how the the um, the people of the world, they exercise authority over one another. And he said, it's not going to be so among you. But he said, whoever is your greatest shall be the servant. And the youngest uh, 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 is the one who rules like one who serves. Uh, you can find that in Luke 22, 20, uh, 26. But thinking of me as a person and saying, you know what, I'm going to develop habits that serve other people and that I exist to serve, period. My my leadership ex- uh, exists to serve, period. And if you're inside of an organization and you say, you know what, my organization uh, exists to serve, period. I love what Martin Luther King Jr. said. He said, everyone can be great because everyone can serve. And that is, you know, that we have a lot of people out there looking for greatness and uh, more ego-driven, right? They're saying, here, look at me. Uh, You know, I want to be great and all of these things. And uh, to put it plainly, you can become great, but the, the mindset has to be right because the true greatness is, is, is amounted to the service. And that is an ideal that is highly missing in the world today. The last one is this. And once again, we are talking about the one another's and how to flesh out really uh, making deposits into building another person's life. Bear one another's burdens. Uh, Paul said this, bear one another's burdens and you will fulfill the law of Christ. And to this idea of bear means to carry. It means to lift up. It means to support the weight of, and it means to sustain another person. And we do that by coming alongside them inside of their addiction, 
inside of their, their pain and coming alongside them and beginning to lift up and to help and to carry. And these are all, uh, you know, amazing things and amazing ideals. But what, when the rubber meets the road is, is am I, am I going to be the kind of person that builds the faith of another? And am I going to put that inside of my schedule? Am I going to put that inside of my daily routine and begin to flush it out and begin to make it a reality? That is a, a, a powerful, holistic way to live. I will see you next week, brothers. Peace. Peace.